Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast. Remember the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I wanted to talk to you about those clinical cases that are going to be coming up and how to tackle them. So in this section, I'm going to talk about TLDR Pharmacy, and I talked to Brandon Dyson, uh, who sent me a little bit of advice for you guys on what to do. Uh, for those clinical cases and what they're really looking for. But also, he has an amazing number of entertaining and very compact blog posts that can help you get through those clinical cases uh, with you know, five stars. So if you go, if you're a Pharmacy Residency Podcast course member and you're in the interview prep, it's just the first uh, section there where you have residency interview resources, tldrpharmacy.com for residency interview cl- clinical cases, and you just hit the preview button if you're not a member. Uh, again, this is just uh, resources that are available to everyone. Uh, all I've done is put them on a single uh, PDF to make it easy to know uh, what are the most likely of the clinical cases as well as the links to TLDR's resources. Uh, so, uh, again, this is what it looks like. Uh, you can either uh, have the PDF here or you can get the links here to each of uh, the individual sections. So, let me talk a little bit about memory first. Um, one of the books I've written is Memorizing Pharmacology Mnemonics, so getting you through kind of the, the NAPLEX and some of your pharmacology and to some extent pharmacotherapy courses and really having a good memory of which drugs are in there, side effects, things like that. Something you may not think about, and we're going to go into uh, the TLDR Pharmacy website, uh, are how the cheat sheets that they provide work. So they give you a free antibiotic cheat sheet uh, if you sign up on their um, email list. But what I want you to see are the way the cheat sheets are laid out, especially something like this diabetes cheat sheet, where they're color-coded. So one thing that I've learned uh, in my training, I I have a master's in human-computer interaction, is about memory. And in some of my rhetoric and professional communication classes, uh, I learned about putting things in certain places in your brain. I actually won the three-minute thesis contest without having a three-minute without having a thesis yet. I was uh, just getting into the PhD program, and I was able to remember all of the things I needed to remember by putting them in certain spots. And what happens is, is that when you use a cheat sheet like this, as you're doing your cases, as you're writing things up, your brain brings you to those. Oh yeah, I remember that was in the yellow box. Oh yeah, I remember that was in the bottom right corner in red and pink. Oh yeah, I remember that was in blue. No wait, that was the white between the two blue lines. You may not think about this, but those students that are around you that have color-coded everything, they did that for a reason. They did that because your brain responds much better to more stimulus when you're trying to input that into your brain. So if you don't have some of these cheat sheets, especially if you're going for an ambulatory care um, residency, uh, definitely get uh, a couple of these. Uh, The antibiotics one is free. Uh, The diabetes cheat sheet, the lipids cheat sheet, the anticoagulation cheat sheet, uh, those are the ones that you're probably most likely gonna see, especially if you're in ambulatory care. 
Um, antivirals might be something that if you're saying, I want to be an ID, uh, that's absolutely uh, critical. So again, I, I don't get any money from him if he's uh, you know selling more cheat sheets. But I'm just telling you that w the way that you learn something, the way that you remember it for something that is stressful like an interview is to have things in boxes color coded. I remember studying for my very first organic chemistry exam and I would remember exactly where I was. I was in the polos in Gainesville and I was at the pool and they're like yeah right you're studying by the pool I was like no I am and I it was more like I was like coloring because I was putting things in certain places certain shapes and that was the very best I did on any organic um, exam right off the bat because I had in my brain where things were on that single sheet of paper and so I didn't go over the limit of what my brain could handle in that short term. It went to long-term memory and it was spatial. So just like you can remember where things are in your house or where the rooms are in your childhood home still, even though it's been many years since you've been there, if you use that spatial memory, it makes it so much easier uh, to remember where things are in your brain because you've actually put them in a physical place or they were when they you kind of input that information so i just it really they, they are really inexpensive relative to uh, the quarter of a million dollars many of you are spending on your pharmacy education but for those of you that are broke as a joke here you go here's some very free resources uh, the way to do this uh, if you are preparing for specific topics is to go to the uh, search magnifying glass and that will take you to this search page and sometimes they don't come up uh, as best as we would like so keep using other search terms sometimes but what I've done is I've actually already put the links uh, in the course at residency.teachable.com you can just go to that and just click on the links uh, and they'll be there for you uh, and I put them in alphabetical order although I get it I get hypertension should be next to CHF and I get that heart failure CHF should you know uh, or that warfarin should be next to anticoagulation but I just found it was easier to remember where something was uh, when we have it in alphabetical order all right First thing, oh, let's actually go back. I want to give you the words from the man himself. Um, the key to residency clinical cases is to focus on high yielding fruit. No one will be too penalized if they don't know 100% of the clinical details, but they should have a decent familiarity with the major areas which we will go over. More than anything, the purpose of the clinical case is to assess your clinical reasoning skills. Really talk through your thought process. And often this is where the applicants miss is that instead of just saying this is what I'm thinking as I'm doing it you're just saying here's the answer is it right think back to the last time you went in and to the maybe doctor or you went into urgent care think about the difference in how the patient and you felt when as they were doing the blood pressure, they gave you the numbers. So they would put the blood pressure cuff off and sometimes they won't say anything. They'll just write it down. Other times they'll say, oh, great, you know, 115 over uh, 75, that's really good. Oh, looks like your weight is such and such. Oh, that's gonna be a pretty low BMI. Those opinions and even just having the data 
makes you feel so much better. But if you just write it down without explaining how you got to it, you're not getting those extra points that you could get if you explained why and how you got it. Uh, so kind of back to this, uh, more than anything, the purpose of the clinical case is to assess your clinical reasoning skills. So really talk through your thought process. If your reasoning is sound, you will be successful in the case, even if you technically make the wrong recommendation. Again, it is not about being perfectly right. It is about having the skill set that they can train you to be perfectly right as you go through the residency process. Note also review asthma, COPD, and sepsis. Uh, those are not included in uh, this group of uh, sheets that I have, but uh, again, asthma, COPD, and sepsis in addition. All right, so I went into the search bar. We start with antibiotics. Uh, antibiotics, a quick and dirty guide. And again, when you look at these, uh, this is a video presentation, you'll see that there are many, many tables, and then there are just some really cool memes, some drawings, uh, things like that. So just to let you know, I won't go through the whole thing, but just so that you know, each of these guides is truly a, a joy to read through. It is absolutely not like going through three or four different uh, peer-reviewed journals. They've already done the hard work for you. It's kind of like somebody doing your homework for you. Maybe that's a bad example, but, uh, and they said, hey, you know what? I got this big presentation tomorrow. Can you just bring me a summary of the things and the topics I'll need to hit? Yeah, great. And can you make it funny so I don't fall asleep? Yeah, sure. Okay, no problem. That's what they've done. Okay, so antibiotics, a quick and dirty guide. Anticoagulants, the definitive guide, and does a great job of going through how important pharmacists are uh, in anticoagulation and making sure that uh, patients are within range. Um, CHF, so heart failure, this is more of a pharmacotherapy. Uh, it's part three of a three-part series on heart failure, but uh, I just kind of went right to the pharmacotherapy. Uh, there are articles on the background and pathophysiology, uh, but you may want to go back. And some of these uh, you can get as a downloadable printer-friendly PDF. It's, for whatever reason, sometimes being able to physically touch it, especially for you kinesthetic learners. I'm a kinesthetic learner, uh, probably TMI, but my love language is touch. So uh, I prefer a hug over a nice word or doing something for me. Uh, so heart failure pharmacotherapy, uh, again, a great, great article. Um, an overview of statins. So this kind of goes a little bit with uh, the PCSK9 inhibitors and what you need to know. Um, it really is kind of getting and showing that you are not only aware of the pharmacotherapy that you need, but also that you have the background pharmacology uh, that goes along with it. Uh, next thing, diabetes management, everything insulin. So when you talk about uh, what it is that somebody needs as a diabetic, uh, insulin obviously is a huge, huge part of it. But then we can also get to building a regimen in diabetes management part two. And that's really probably what they're going to be asking is, okay, here's a diabetic, what are you going to do? 
and maybe this is more for the ambulatory care uh, group, but really if you say, well, I wanna be a certified diabetes educator, they wanna know that you've had enough of an interest in diabetes that you've gotten some of those principles down already. Uh, then we move on to the pharmacist guide to oral diabetes drugs. So, so many different uh, medications and uh, he even talks about just for four decades, it was just sulfonylureas and biguanides. That was it. And now we have all kinds of medications and uh, just a really, really great way uh, to go through those doses. Okay. Hypertension, a TLDR pharmacy review. Uh, hypertension is just one of those ones that uh, leads to heart disease, strokes, kidney failure, all of those things. Uh, and understanding sometimes how you've maybe talked to a patient is something you can throw in there. So when it comes to compliance and things like that, you know, how good are your persuasion skills? Hypertension is one of those, I get it, a silent killer. But the, the fact is that you're going to have to explain how you help a patient who feels like their medicines are for something that they don't feel. Well, how do you deal with a patient like that? How do you make them compliant? How do you help them? Uh, and really, when you look at these cases, sometimes students are so, or the applicants are so worried about getting the answer right, they completely forget to talk about how there's a patient. What is wonderful is with these cases where there's generally a situation that you've probably had a patient like this, it is absolutely appropriate to say that, well, in my experience, I had this, but in this case, it's this. And what it does is it shows them that you'll build on patients that you've had before and then continue to add through your knowledge as you work through it. Um, take a deep breath, treatment of pneumonia, so cap and hap, uh, making sure that you really have a great understanding of pneumonia. Uh, how to treat UTIs. So again, I, I did the quick and dirty for antibiotics, or I talked about it, and then you can get that uh, free cheat sheet from TLDR Pharmacy. But UTIs are something that uh, are just so common, and it's super important that you just have it down that, okay, well, if somebody has a UTI, I would do this, this, or this. And sometimes the speed of your answer, uh, if it's oral presentation versus written, uh, is just as important as what you say. So you wanna be quick to explain that these are the couple of things you're thinking about, but then get there slow. So uh, in soccer, there's something called arrive fast, but get there slow. And what they're saying is that you're going to arrive quickly to the area, but then you kind of slow down. You're watching the person's hips. Are they going to turn right? Are they going to turn left? Are they going to pass it? Are they going to shoot? Those types of things. So get there fast to a couple of options and then slow down and start talking about your thinking as you're getting through it. Uh, and then warfarin, uh, really a definitive guide. And, you know, although it's part of the anticoagulation, warfarin has its own special place. So again, the topics uh, that were not in these guides, I would say C um, COPD, asthma, sepsis, antibiotics, anticoagulation, heart failure, uh, cholesterol with statins, PCSK9s, 
diabetes, insulin, diabetes regimens, diabetes oral, hypertension, pneumonia, cap and hap, UTIs, and warfarin. I think that if you have these down um, and you take the time to, to read through these, I think that you will be in much better stead for clinical cases. Obviously, if you're going towards uh, something that's maybe a little more acute care, you might want to click on the magnifying glass and, and see if there are some of those more ac acute care. And uh, there's also some great stuff on biostatistics, uh, statistics, journal club, things like that. Um, but I just wanted to introduce you to TLDR Pharmacy. Uh, what they really are doing is making sure that you can have the knowledge and it can help you in a situation where you just don't have enough time. And while they did this at first for pharmacy school, one of the greatest time crunches is preparing for a residency interview, preparing for clinical cases, and I can't, uh, I can't recommend TLDRPharmacy.com enough. Uh, Brandon Dyson and his group have done just a great job creating amazingly number of free resources uh, that are available to you. And, um, you know, I think it's just absolutely phenomenal. So, all right, well, I've got to get to CrossFit. So uh, I will upload this and I wish you guys the best. Need me, TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. And then always... Uh, residency.teachable.com if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me.